Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Nighttime Show podcast, and uh, we are uh, talking to you right now uh, separately, but we are together in spirit. Isn't that right, Matt Walker? From each other's bedrooms. <laughs> yes, we are in each other's. We are well, in I mean, each other's bed. But, we're not in each other's. Bedrooms. No, no, we're, we're both in our own bedrooms. We're in our we're in our own bedrooms. We're not doing a bedroom swap. <laughs> That's a whole. <laughs> we have to wait for that. That's a different. <laughs> that's a different apocalypse. Yes. Um, we have a very special guest today. Uh, this was an interview that was recorded uh, previous Just, uh, to. It was uh, like a couple weeks before everything went crazy in the world. Yeah, BC. It was BC before, before Corona. Corona. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, this was an interview that we did with one of my musical theater heroes, Adam Pascal, mm-hmm. from the, the original cast of the musical Rent. Uh, and the, the reason that we had him on the show, uh, there is a, a story that happened, and we didn't talk about it on the podcast, and we thought we would just get it out front, that way you guys could could hear the story. Yeah, because we, we referenced the story in the show, and I realized when I was editing that uh, we didn't tell the story on the show, so people might be confused. Yeah, so here is the story. Uh, the story is is that I was a huge fan of Rent in 1995, 1996, when the musical came out. Uh, I couldn't wait to go to New York an audition for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, the true story is, is that I, I, I went to New York. I went to a musical theater school in New York called AMDA, the American Musical Dramatic Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, do not audition while you're going to this school. Do not audition. They don't like their students to audition because they don't want to lose their students to the Broadway world, <laughs> you know, until they're ready. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and also they don't want them to stop paying tuition, you yes. know? So I, but I didn't listen. I went to the open call, the big open call for rent on Broadway. So, and I waited so rent in had line been on for five, six years. At yeah. At that point it had been on for a few years. This is 1999. Mm-hmm. So 98, 99. So I, went out for the Broadway cast and, and to audition for the Broadway cast, you had to go to an open call. So I went to an open call and it was a cattle call and, and we all uh, stood out on the street. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people standing on the street. And, and uh, I stood on the street for approximately 20 hours waiting to audition for rent on Broadway with all sorts of other people. I mean, I got there in the middle of the night and then waited all night and all day to be able to get my chance. And when I finally got into the theater to go up and, and sing in front of these people, I, I sang a song. Uh, I, I believe I sang the song uh, Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I finished uh, singing a couple bars and the lady said, uh, thank you so much. And I said, uh, that's it? And she said, yep, that's it. And I said, uh, but was I, was, was it good? And she goes, yeah, you sound fine. And I go, okay, so like, you know, is there, there going to be a callback or do my cut? And she was like, you're just not, you're just not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I said, why not? what's why why can't i what's wrong with me for this 
show. Plenty. And she said, there's plenty wrong there's, with you. There's, she said, there, there's no fat people in rent. <laughs> Those words, exactly. There's no, like it was, and it, I'm not kidding you, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when she said it, of course, I was like, my feelings got hurt. I felt offended, you yeah. know, but then... <laughs> After a very short amount of time, I, you know, it sunk in. I thought about it and I was like, you know, she's right. There are no fat people in this show. There's no fat men in this show. And, and, and that became a huge lesson to me mm-hmm. in the, in musical theater and in, in acting and in auditioning and all sorts of stuff that just because you love a role doesn't mean that you're right for that yeah. role. Not everybody is, can play everything they want to. No, because if they could, I would star in the King and I, you know, yeah. but I'm not starring in the King and I, and there is a you, reason you for that. You are bald it's, enough for the role. I am but. bald enough. That is <laughs> that is 100% right. But um like I've always loved the musical Grease, mm-hmm. but I do not look like anyone that yeah. should be in Grease. Yeah, I'm you're, not you're no Danny Zuko. Yeah. I'm no Danny Zuko. You're no Barry even, I, I don't yeah. look like I could be Teen Angel. I'm nope. I'm completely wrong. You for you that could show. be the car Grease Lightning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, no, just because you can sing it and yeah. you can you can kill it doesn't mean that you should do right. it. Well, and, that's, and that's an important story for us to know going into the show with Adam Pascal because yeah. we reference that story, but we don't say what it is, and then he talks about it and you talk about it, but we don't say what the story is. So now people Well, know. well, now you know I'm too fat for rent. All right. <laughs> let's listen to the nighttime show uh podcast. Let's let's listen to the show right now. Live from the improv in the heart of Hollywood, it's the Nighttime Show! With us as always, our producer and head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. We have a very special guest today, the Tony-nominated star of School of Rock, SL Punk, SLC Punk, son of a bitch! And that was punk rock at school. And both the stage and screen versions of Rent, Adam Pascal. Hi. And now, 525,600 calories is how we judge our host, Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Yeah, you better believe it. Hey, everybody. How we doing? Hi. Hello. Hi. Adam. Hi. Hello there. This is a real treat. Oh, thank you very this much. This is a real treat. It's a treat for me. Thank you know, you. every once in a while on our show, we'll have somebody where a, one of us is kind of a bigger <laughs> nerd than the rest of us. You know, <laughs> like when we had Michael Dorn on the show from Star Trek. That would be me as I, the biggest nerd. I this. could hardly contain myself. Yeah, he was. I'd a, be the same couple, way. Yeah, yeah. He, I would be the same He way. asked him a, a couple of questions, including stuff like, uh, uh, which is war? Worf's favorite brother, like which? Well, I asked who was a better brother for Worf. Was it Tony Todd? (laughs) Tony Todd. I actually did Aida with Tony Todd. He came in and played Amonasero for about uh, four months when I was doing Aida. Yeah, back in uh, back in the. So, so I gave him the option of Tony Todd or Paul Servino because they both played his brothers. I would say Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I also did a movie with Paul Servino. Yeah, did you really? I did. We went to Paul Servino's house. Yeah, that apartment over on uh, that one. That yeah, uh, the one right. 
right right over here. Yeah, right yeah. In West Hollywood. And, like yes. he made us lunch while we we did a podcast from the movie from yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah, he made oh. us the lunch and then he sang opera while it was. Yes, great. he loves the opera. Yeah, he, he would really sing it on set all the time. Yeah, and it was what, actually a musical. What movie was it? Uh, it was called The Devil's Carnival. Um, it was called The Devil's Carnival Alleluia, and it was uh, directed by uh, Darren Bowsman, who directed um, a number of the Saw movies and who has also directed the new Saw reboot. Wow. Yeah, and it was this wild musical, um, and uh, it was so much fun. And Paul Sorvino played God, <laughs> and I played like his right-hand man. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's on Netflix, I believe. And, uh, and it's called The Devil's Carnival. The Devil's That's Carnival. A great title. Alleluia, because there's a Devil's Carnival 1. So this is sort of like Devil's oh. Carnival 2. Whoa. Yeah. Worth checking out, you think? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. If for no other reason than to see me. Yeah, yeah, of course. I love knowing that there are fans listening to this going, how do those dumb bastards not know about Devil's Carnival? <laughs> oh, believe me, I think I'm the only one that knows about Devil's Carnival. Yeah. Well, as a musical theater nerd who grew up doing musical theater, I did four musicals a year from wow. the time I was in the second grade till the time I left high school and went off to the American Musical Dramatic Academy. First, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, yes. and then a graduate from the American Musical Dramatic Academy, where they, where they told us, you will not, under any circumstances, audition for anything while you're in school. That's actually very <laughs> common in, yeah. in, uh, in performing arts schools. They don't let the kids audition for anything. Yeah, Why not? Be, well, for a few reasons. They don't want to lose the students to some Broadway show. To fame right. and fortune. But also, they don't, want, yeah, they don't also <laughs> want you going out there and being like, yeah, I'm a student at this school, and be terrible and like not know what you're doing and ruin the like ruin the relationships. But the reputa reputation of the school. Yeah, the reputation. Yeah. Of school, sure. but mostly, or come back to school with a bunch of bullshit that you learned out in the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's all. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, most of the reasons are because I I don't think they want to lose their talent. All it students. takes is one kid coming back and going, "Fuck all this! What you really need is an agent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a really good agent. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and my, a lot of Instagram followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my my first experience with with the musical Rent in 1996. The musical comes out on Broadway. Yes. Um, after being at New York Theater Workshop, um, the uh, the the story of Jonathan Larson passing away yeah. rocks the entire musical theater world all the way to the to the fringe fringe edges in our little tiny town of Carlsbad, California, where I was part of a children's community theater called Coast Kids Theater. Hey, can I ask a question? <laughs> yes. On behalf of the people listening that may yeah. not be musical theater nerds, uh -huh. um, right. was Jonathan Larson a well-known figure in the musical theater world? Uh, uh, he was not. He had done a musical prior to that called Tick, Tick, Boom, I Correct. think, or something which like is, this? Which is uh, a movie being made by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, wow. Uh, who was a huge, is a huge fan of Jonathan Larson and was hugely influenced by him and his work yeah oh he, i mean uh, he was he was still like a newer uh voice in the in the musical theater world it'd yeah. be like um what was lynn manuel's first in the heights in the heights yes so, but but tick tick boom was nowhere nearly as successful as in the heights right so yeah. it'd be like if if lynn manuel passed away right before in the heights opened like basically right like so, it'd be like or or like if he had 
it was like if, if it'd be like if that if all we got from Lin Manuel was that right. and not Hamilton. Correct. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's does that make sense? Okay. That makes some more sense. And, sure. and yeah, I mean, you know. All right. So <laughs> as a uh, uh, here's for my, you, Matt, it would be as if Zachary Quinto died moments before the new Star Trek was released. Oh, I only wish. No, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It would have made it so they wouldn't have made the terrible second and third ones that were even worse. I oh. like them. He's got real. He's got J.J. Oh. Abrams problems over here. Oh. He's trying to get me to see Star Wars last night. I'm like, no, J.J. Abrams touched it. I will not do anything he touches anymore. He's I got go real J.J. problems. Was there yeah. one particular J.J. Abrams experience Star that Trek. turned you again? Really? He blew up Vulcan. Done. Well, yeah, I'm out. that's true. He I'm did. out. Like, I, I have no interest in anything he does from now on. How have we turned this conversation <laughs> into a fucking Star Trek conversation <laughs> That would again? be my fault that that uh, happened. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so okay, so real quick, it was not worth the joke I made no. to, to go that <laughs> no, far it's, down it's the rabbit really, hole. It's sad. It's have you seen Picard? Sad. No, yes. we don't have to oh, get off. It. He loves it. He's a big oh, fan. We'll, we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is. He's a big fan. <laughs> um, okay, but here's so here's the the quick story. Wait, wait, wait I'm sorry. I have, just have to make the yeah. rent Star Trek connection. Yes. Anthony Rapp is on. Yes. Star Trek. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So wait, there you go. Yes. We don't have to talk about it. Anymore. Wait, but I want to ask something important about that. Yes. You mentioned that you're a big Star Trek fan. Yes, I am. Does he rub your nose in it? Does he call like every now and again and go, doing another sweet Star Trek thing? <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's a I very would. kind man. <laughs> so he call you up and be like, I'm hanging out with Doug Jones dressed as Saru. What do you think? Oh. I'm over I, here with Captain Pike, Anson Mount. What well, do you I, have to do? I don't have the same connection to those characters as I do to the next generation characters. Oh, okay. so, you know. oh yeah. Yeah. Those guys were great. I have a lot of Star Trek but connections, wait, but we wait, don't have to get into so it. Oh, I want to know all of the Star yes. Trek connections. Yeah. So well, what I you're did, saying I, is you're available for Picard I, I sure should am. the work show up. Yes. I, I, I did a musical performance uh, with Brent Spiner. Oh. So did I. Yeah, you Love did. Yeah, we sang. We did a musical theater like charity event yes, together. Yes, so did I. Oh, my That's God. Awesome. Yeah. He was, it was the same one that uh, Jason Alexander was on. Yeah. Would you, were you there for that? No. Oh, my God. And Jason Alexander showed up wearing a tuxedo with a fanny pack. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Brent Spiner and me and everyone else was like, why is he? It's like, this is such a funny move, you know? <laughs> and we all commented on it, and he was like, this is where I keep my wallet. And my keys. Like, <laughs> he was dead serious. Yeah. Was this pre or post hair surgery for Jason uh, Alexander? I think it was pre-hair surgery. <laughs> okay. I didn't even yeah. know he had that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, oh he got hair. Yeah. Did he? Well, that, oh, that baby got hair. My now. favorite yeah. Jason Alexander hair thing was he did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno when Seinfeld was still on and he went on with a full wig on and he goes on and Jay's like, "What? what's with the hair? And he's like, what? And he's like, no, no you, you got a full head of hair. And he's like, oh, I'm an actor with hair. I just happen <laughs> to play a bald character. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's nothing about uh, the bald cap they have to put on him every day and work and stuff. It is so funny. That's a good bit. Yeah. That's a really good bit. <laughs> um, here's so my when it comes when it comes to the rent origin story, uh, and you and I uh, uh, connecting on, yes. online, I thought that story of me auditioning for rent was my first time you know, having anything like this happen. Yeah. And then I was reminded after I posted that by my friend Chris Looseman, who works on the show Come From Away on Broadway. Sure, He's yeah. the uh, the sound and, and uh, lighting engineer on the show, has been since it, since before it opened. Um, I I was reminded by him that him and I auditioned for the for rent at La Jolla Playhouse where uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris okay. played, played the role. Right, so, so that would have been for uh, not the first national tour, or maybe it was the... 
I can't remember if it was the first night. It might have been the first national tour. It's somewhere in there. And yeah. so it's like, this is 97, maybe? Yeah, then it probably was, the that. first national tour. And so I remember being like, I was like, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I remember that. And I was auditioning and all of us being like, you know, wrong for it and stuff, but <laughs> waiting in line and trying to trying to get seen did you it. Did you audition for a particular role? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I okay. think it was just for the open call. Right. Probably it wasn't the, the trash can on fire. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> tra- the trash. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, they ended up. Um, but then we'll talk, while talking to him, he was like, "Oh, you don't remember when we sang What You Own' together?" And I was like, "No. When did we do that?" He goes, "We sang What You Own." This is how far Rent reached at its. I think at its height. This yeah. is one way of measuring it. At a at a uh, event on a golf course <laughs> in San Diego, California, where people are paying thousands of dollars to go play golf, me and this buddy of mine dressed up as characters from Rent, and we sang "What You Own" at each other, very <laughs> angry. Okay, in front of a bunch of people in golf shirts on the golf course, like on the green. Were you for asked to do yes, this? <laughs> it was for like a charity fundraiser for the children's musical theater okay. company or whatever. Right, but. Just that it was like that far off base that right. it was like you guys are doing this very serious thing with very serious themes, well, and then we're like we're like yeah we feel you man, and we're like on a golf course yelling songs at each other. Yeah, that, I I ridiculous. I've had one experience at a, a country club, and it was probably about three or four years ago. Um, I was playing a gig actually coincidentally with Daphne Rubin Vega who played uh, the original Mimi, um, and. I was playing uh, a combination of like theater stuff and my own originals. And um, so I, I, I announced one of my original songs. I said to the audience, um, so I'm, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm going to play one of my original songs from my new record. And somebody in the front row goes, that's not what we're here for. Whoa, <laughs> really? Yeah, I've had a, a lot of crazy on stage experiences. Always, uh, always centered around like my own gigs. You know? Really? Yeah. 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 Do people? Uh, I'm sure people expect you to when you're performing to do a song or or something from the sh- from yeah, the show. Yeah, of course. And and you know th- that was probably at a t- you know I had a, I had a new record out, so I wanted to play stuff from the new record. Yeah. But of course, I I integrated some musical theater stuff as well. But that's not what he wanted. Wow. Yeah. I like to think he went to a few shows where they just didn't do their standards, and he yeah. was he'd just been burned he enough times. So Maybe angry. he was like me. No, where, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> he's not like yeah. me where I went to go see Iron Maiden in like 2003, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "We're playing our entire new record for you," and then at the end they play. Like one medley, like six, 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 and and run to the hills. Like it was like we just listened to an hour of your new stuff, and you gave us like one song. When we when Matt Matt and me went to go see ACDC perform, Mm -hmm. and uh, and then they were those guys just do the hits, you know, yeah, great, and they're crushing it at the forum, right? Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the show, there was a guy behind us. And he just kept yelling and out. We're in the rafters, by the way. Yeah, we're like a mile and a half <laughs> away at, from the stage. At the loudest concert I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah. And this guy behind us just keeps going, What was the song? Do you remember? He's like, It, 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 it wasn't it was even like, like a. It was like Blood Masher no, or something. No, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, play, He's like, Play Long Way to the Top or whatever. Yeah, like no, a song like we know they're not going to yeah, play. Like yeah, a great yeah. song. Yeah. And it was just yelling. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and, then, and then we just we were laughing on the drive home, being like, 
They never played the song, and it was like no. you know this guy on his way home is just depressed, and <laughs> he gets Why home, no? and his roommates like, "Hey, did they play a uh, long way to the top?" And he's like, uh, "No, no." <laughs> like, do we, did you yell and annoy everyone around you? <laughs> yes, of course. Every they still time, play it. You know, you mentioned Iron uh, Maiden. Um, Bruce Dickinson was the guy I grew up trying to sound like. He okay. was. Oh, he wow. was my. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He was my hero. Him and, and Ronnie James Dio, like mm-hmm. those were my metal guys that I just yep. tried to emulate. Yeah. So wizard rock, you were into. As my friend Craig Coleman calls it, swords and dragons. You can make anything sound cool, though. You can make you can make wizards and dragons sound cool. Well, so did Ronnie. that whole genre was just a Dungeons and Dragons game being sung in metal format. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah, you know, my buddy tried to describe a concert that he went to with Dio, and I was so unfamiliar with it that I was like. Oh, he's taking some bad acid. <laughs> he was like, no, he slayed a dragon with his guitar on stage. Yeah. And I was like, what? No, yeah. that can't be right. Well, like, I saw like Dio with the Black Sabbath reunion, Heaven and Hell was great. Yeah. I do that. But I, I used to work for uh, his cousin, Mark Dio. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark He plays Dio. guitar. Yep, my yeah. old boss. Yeah, so. worked at... Um, <laughs> Circuit City, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> yeah, Sam Goody. He did um, used to run the Morantz Corporation. Oh. Who made wow. high-end speakers yeah, back yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. I so, just thought of something you could have yes. done with that guy. Is I used to go on the road with uh, Andrew Dice Clay, and people would yell out, do the nursery rhymes, do right. the nursery rhymes. <laughs> and he came backstage one day, and he was like, what do they want me to If I do those, there's nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. And one day he did, he got fed up, and it was about five minutes into his act. Someone, do the rhymes, do the rhymes. <laughs> so he starts doing the rhymes. And he ladies and gentlemen, good night. <laughs> that was the end of the show. That's actually kind of a like, weird thing to do at a comedy club. It's sort yeah. of yeah. like <laughs> yelling you know, at George Carlin, like, let's hear the seven dirty yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I, yeah. I've always had a theory. There's a lot of bands that are known for one song, One Hit Wonders, right? I've yeah. always said if they play a concert, they should open with the hit, play yeah. two other songs, play the hit again. <laughs> Play two other songs, play the hit acoustic version, play two more songs, play the hit to close the concert, go backstage, wait for an anchor, come back out, play it one play last time. Hit. You hear it like five times, yeah. but everyone would be happy. Yeah. Nobody would be sad about that in any way. Oh, yeah. You do that one version of it where you name check all the stuff yeah. in the city. And Everything. Yeah. You say shout outs to everyone. Like you do the extended version. That would be great. And then Smash Mouth just drives their bus <laughs> off a cliff at the end. Because they play All Star 10 times yeah, exactly. in one night. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's go back. Let's go back uh, to the to the beginning. You yes. grew up in New York City. Is I that did. New from? York City. My, my parents were divorced. My dad lived in New York City in Manhattan on 35th Street. Um, and my mom and stepfather on Long Island in Syosset. Long Island. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you grow up doing music and and? I grew and up theater? playing in rock bands. I did not do theater. I, really? I, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I doing musical theater was never. Uh, it was never in my 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 thoughts. It was it was. It, it never occurred to me that just to pursue that. I had such tunnel vision to play in a rock band. I just wanted to be Bruce Dickinson. I mm-hmm. wanted to be John Bon Jovi. I wanted to be you know any of the rock stars of the '80s. I mean, those were my guys, and so yeah. I, you know that was the the path that I was on. How did how did that path diverge? So it was the mid nineties. I finally broke up with a, a band that I'd been playing with really like through high school and college. And similar to School of Rock. Similar to School of Rock. And, and by the way, I just need to correct something. I really wasn't the star of School of Rock. I, wow. I was sort of a you know, I had a smaller part, but I, I appreciate it. But you're in it. Sure. Yeah. You're in there. I am in yeah. it. Yes. I, yeah, and I, I do remember. get recognized every once in a while. But uh, just you know. Um so anyway, uh so I 
broke up with this band, and um, I'm sure as a musical theater nerd, you know Idina Menzel. Of course. Yeah, so Idina and I grew up down the street from each other. Whoa! Yes, and so I've known her since the third grade. We went to the same elementary school and junior high school and, and high school and everything. Um, and so she called me up and said uh, she was doing this off-Broadway musical, and they were looking for a particular type of uh, performer for this role of Roger. They couldn't find it, and they were opening it up, opening up the casting to sort of an open casting call. She thought of me and called me up and said, "Do you want to go in an audition?" And I was sort of at a in a at a bit of a crossroads crossroads in my life, and I I didn't know what I was going to do next. And you know, I just said, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll go in and give it a shot." And I said, "What do you have to do?" She said, "Go in with your guitar, and just play a song or two." And that's what I did. I went in and I played. Uh, the Red Hill Mining Town, which is a song off of U2's Joshua Tree. What what does that sound? Can you give us? I know, I know you're from father to son. The blood runs thin. Ooh, see faces frozen stare against the wind. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> you got the part, <laughs> but then it gets big. The then yeah. it gets big, yeah. and yeah. he sings loud, and you know. So I, yeah. I kind of gave them a taste of the soft, and then a taste of the big. And, wow! Jeez. You know, yeah, which well, sounds like my wedding night, actually. Hey, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Buzzing was was the how far along was the show at that point, like music wise? Like was it all put together, or was the he show had writing? the show had had a. Um, and actually, and actually, had another earlier workshop in two thousand and four with an entirely different cast, a much smaller version of the workshop. Daphne, Ruben Vega, and Anthony Rapp were part of that. They were the only ones who. Oh, and maybe uh, Toby Parker. I think that those three might have been uh, part of that. Anyway, so it, no, it was it was in you know ready to go. It was ready to go in terms of like to do a, a production off Broadway. You know, right? And this is ninety five. This is uh, yeah. It was cast. Uh, it, it, yes. So we started rehearsals the the winter of. The end, December of '95. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And okay. then Jonathan Larson passed away three weeks later. Oh, three weeks man. later. So, so was the show from the time that he passed away to the time that it opened on Broadway? Yeah. What's that? What's that? So let's see. So, like? <coughs> excuse me. Um, we played uh, for maybe two months off Broadway at the New York, the New York Theater, Theater workshop. workshop. Jonathan passed away the night of our open dress rehearsal, so it was right at before the workshop. No, no, no. Well, oh, at, at home, but at, but no. But, I mean, when the when the show yes, was still the in the open workshop. dress rehearsal before the first performance really? at the workshop. Yes, um, and then we opened on Broadway. Uh, April 24th of 96. So it was a very short time yeah. span between playing off-Broadway and ending up on Broadway. Was it, the it show, just exploded Was so the show already planned to go to Broadway no, no, at no, that no, point? No, 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 no. Of course it was. No, no, it was, uh, was going to be, a, you know, a four, six-week off-Broadway run. You couldn't, you know, they had no idea what was going to become of it. So just just to, you know, kind of put this in uh, in in good kind respectful words yes. of this particular situation so the show is a great show it's a yeah. phenomenal show yes. lots of great <clears throat> music and and a phenomenal storyline great acting and yes. great music right how much of an effect does jonathan passing have to do with the move from it being in the workshop to being on Broadway and becoming as big a thing. Is it does a, a the huge story? Like, did, did they give it a ton that? of like all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, there's this show. This guy just died. Did they give you like a ton of press you weren't expecting? I just I only say because yes. I remember no, it's, hearing it's about the show true. in San Diego <laughs> because he had died. Like, yeah, that was the news. Absolutely, that, that it, it, it 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 certainly shook up the world of musical theater and also him dying was so 
closely connected to the subject matter of the show, which yeah. is about young people dying early and yeah. dying, yeah. you know, in sort of the prime of their life. Um, and so it was just so unbelievably heartbreaking. But yes, it had a, a huge effect on the attention that the show got. Now, if the show was crappy, you know, it would have gotten all yeah. that attention and people would have come and said, oh, yeah, you know, it's sad that he died, but this show's kind of crappy. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean? So it helped that the show was really yes. good, too. Um, but yes, it brought a tremendous yeah. amount of attention. Did it have an effect on us moving to Broadway? Only in that it brought so much attention to the show and people loved the show. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it, it would have made it there anyways. I, I, I it's it's really hard to say because yeah. it, I don't know if it would have gotten the same amount of attention. You know, so much of a success of anything really, yeah. but especially of a Broadway musical, is about timing. It's about luck and timing. Yeah. And you could never predict that, right? Mm -hmm. You can never predict it. Hamilton, had Hamilton come out a year earlier or a year later, who knows what would have happened? Because the the success of a show isn't always dictated by the quality of a show. And that's, to, yeah. I don't mean having to, anything to do with Hamilton, but there have been amazing shows that did not have particularly good success because the, just the timing was wrong. And then there are shows that were very mediocre, uh, which I won't mention any names, not Hamilton, I'm not speaking about that, course, but shows yeah. that were very mediocre that went on to have huge success because yes. it just, the timing was right. Well, there you go. Cats. Cats, we can all agree. We yeah. saw the movie Cats. We yeah. actually In the did and watched Well, as it. comedians, I think yeah. you had yeah, to do we that. We talked the entire way through the film. <laughs> yeah. but, 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 but what I did learn from seeing the movie which, which uh, of Cats, which mm -hmm. was uh, kind of a, a punch in the face yeah. was that uh, uh, the reason most likely that Cats was such a huge success for so long is that the plot of the movie do the, I mean of the musical doesn't actually make any sense most of the lyrics and the things that are happening have no relevance to fucking anything no. and so tourists who don't speak English that are coming to America and yeah. want to see a Broadway they show. They can just go and enjoy they it. They can go and they're going to understand it just as much as, <laughs> a, as someone who does speak English that's that, true, that yeah. understands it. And they all get that one song that's like the big hit memory. song. Yeah. Memory, yeah. Right? Which is yeah. beautiful. I actually play that song acoustically in my set a number of times. And, uh, and, and I... We're not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to play it now. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I do introduce the song Song by saying this is from the worst show ever on Broadway, oh but it's a beautiful my song. Oh god, that's yeah. so funny! <laughs> awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's so amazing. Because the thing that I still don't know is oh, what man. the fuck is a Jellicle Cat? No one. I watched that damn movie and they're singing songs. I'm like. Will somebody tell me what this is? The word has never been person. used since then, and <laughs> yeah. probably never used before then. Probably but, you know. not. I've only heard it in passing from yeah. doing community theater, and I thought it was angelical. <laughs> angelical. Yeah. A N G E. Yeah, yeah. Except it's yeah. not. Like uh, it goes like, back. I, I looked thought, it up. I thought it was like evangelical is what they it, meant or something no, like that. It comes that. from like, the whole T.S. Eliot wrote that book of poems they made this musical sure. off of, which is a weird source material to, to begin with. Yeah, a a bunch of poems <laughs> by T.S. Eliot about yeah. cats. like, And apparently he used it in one of the poems, but he didn't really say what it was. I'm glad they so. went with those poems rather than the jerking off in the forest poems because that's a whole other musical. <laughs> that's a weird musical. <laughs> that's yeah. the one I'm working on. Yes. <laughs> that's a great show. Andrew Lloyd Webber also writing the lyrics uh, and music, I believe. Uh, no, Spunk in the forest. <laughs> smash Broadway hit. <laughs> Spunk in the forest. Um, hey, Matt, before we continue this show, we really have something big that we have to announce. Mm -hmm. I have to announce it right now. Okay. It's a big deal. 2020 is a very exciting year. It's a big, it's a 
big year, buddy, mm-hmm. because it's the 75th anniversary. Uh, of what? 75 years old. Who's 75? I'll tell you who's 75. It, it, it's not William Shatner. No. It's not George Takei. No. It's not Leonard Nimoy. It's Sennheiser. Sennheiser. Oh. Sennheiser, the microphone uh, and audio company, that, the company that provides our amazing microphones and our incredible headphones that makes us sound so incredibly Yeah, amazing. we just got a whole new setup, these MD42 oh. microphones, the HD25 oh, headphones. These things I are love awesome. Them. I love them. And these guys, they're the top. This is top-tier microphones, top-tier headphones. If you are looking for uh, audio equipment, if you are a, a singer songwriter if you're a, a voiceover actor if you're if you're trying to get into the podcast game sennheiser is the way to go if you're an audio engineer don't go anywhere else go straight to sennheiser if you have someone in your life that loves audio this is the place to do it sennheiser's the way to go uh go to sennheiser.com that's s-e-n-n-h-e-i-s-e-r.com and uh all right let's get back to the show uh, well, I mean, Rent was based on uh, a source material. It has La Boheme kind of as a yes. Source I mean, it's material. it's loosely based loosely. on it. Yes, yeah, yeah. The characters are loosely based, and 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 a similar situation in that you know a couple of them were were dying of in that show it was consumption uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> sure. I believe it was yeah. consumption. Um, so yes, there was definitely similarities, and and Roger was Rodolfo, Mimi was Mimi. You know what I mean? So there were there was definitely a connection there. You know, it's crazy, man. The <clears throat> You know, when we walked into the building, uh, we ran into a couple different people of different age groups mm-hmm. that were like that f- that were freaking out <laughs> that, that you were here. It's it's got to be kind of a fascinating thing to be a piece of of musical theater history for I mean, like real musical theater history, yeah. like where it's like. A piece that like is studied and people sing songs from it in school. They'll be singing it forever, man. Like, yeah. what does that feel like? Do you ever get sick? And and it's not like the, when we talk about the the sheet music and the the book of it. I remember that book. I wore that damn book out. <laughs> like your face is right on the cover of that, of Lucky that you. thing. I know. <laughs> look, at, look at me. What 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 is it like to have been part of something that's so unbelievably epic? Is it, it hard? Sometimes? It's not hard. It's it, it's that aspect of it is not hard. I mean, it's 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 such an honor to be part of something like that. And part of something, you know, look, you could be part of something um, and be infamous. You know, you could be famous for something silly. You could be famous for a lot of reasons but not that I'm famous but you could be known for things that you know are of less quality you know but but to be part of something that has had such a positive effect on all the people that that are fans of it you know is I couldn't ask for a, a bigger honor, you know what I mean? Um, it's it's just, it's phenomenal, you know, especially somebody growing up. I mean, my connection to the character of Roger is actually really sort of like um, eerie in a way because I was that guy, I was that, that rock singer who wanted to write one great song and here I am playing this character whose main song in the show is about wanting to write one great song, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now that's like my song, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That song that is your great about song. Writing one great yeah, song is now my song. song that I sing ad nauseum. You know what I mean? Like so, um, but but it's it's a huge honor. And and what I really love is people who have seen the movie and are and have never seen the stage production and are as affected by the movie as people were by the stage production. Not that the movie is nearly as good as the stage production, but it has a particular connection to me in that when I was growing up, the movie version of Hair was such. 
it, it meant so much to me. It, it was yeah. it, I had such a connection to it. I watched it hundreds of times. I just it it really really changed my life in a lot of ways. And I had never and still have never seen a stage production of Hair. Wow. But just that movie just it it, it did so much for me. Yes, and so went for Hair and they told him he was wrong for it. Right. Too. <laughs> 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 There's Get no bald people in Hair. There's no uh, bald people in Hair. And so um so now I I have a lot of kids coming up to me again who've only seen the movie. And also the movie of Hair had a similar um response uh, by the public as Rent did. It's a, a lot of the original fans kind of didn't like it. It was moderately, you know, sort of um, moderately reviewed by the critics. Like so, it was like it had a very similar uh, parallel path to the to, to the Rent film. Well, uh, I I got to work with Tim Weil. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, I I spent two years working with Tim on oh Shrek the Musical on yeah, Broadway. Yeah, because I was Shrek. In, you were for all the workshops and readings all the way up till right before it went on Broadway. Oh. God, and, and then was, big star Brian. Oh yeah, big bro- yeah. star Brian happens. Yeah. But uh, sorry about that. But no, no, no. It, 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 hey, life, <laughs> life is weird. Um, Tim, uh, though, um, my this this is a two parter story. So real quick. So I go in. Uh, I get to New York. We're at Forty Second Street Studios, and I have to go and meet with Tim Weil, the musical director of Rent, who's who worked on it since the beginning, early, early. Right? He was. Yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah. was uh, orchestrator and stuff like this. Yeah, right? he would know. He was the musical director from He's the very beginning. Right. Yeah. So I go in to meet with him, and he goes, um, "All right, I need to hear your range." And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, "What do you What do you want to sing?" And I go, um, "I'll do one song, Glory, from Rent." And he goes, "Are you sure that that's the song you want to do?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "What?" Why would you pick that song? <laughs> and I go, I go, cause I fucking rule at it. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah. okay. And he sits down, he plays it, and I sing it. And he goes, oh, thank God that went well. And I go, why? He goes, because I'm the musical director of. I've been the musical director of since the beginning. And I was like, oh, oh my god, I did not know that at all. And I was like sweating and panicking and stuff. But that was like. Our first introduction oh, to each other, great, as like though. as like you know, which was which was great. Yeah. Um, but he told me I we ta- rent the musical yeah. had we talked about the movie and he said, um, and tell me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong about this, but this is what he said. He said that one of an example of the studio not getting something right yeah. was an example of the studio not getting something right was at the rap party they had trash barrels on fire as <laughs> decoration <laughs> <laughs> i have to be honest with you i have no memory of that okay so wow. that's he he just said that hollywoodizing a poverty a poverty <laughs> yeah. in or or like a, a movie about you know real poverty and people going through really difficult times was a very hard thing to make happen. Like, is, yeah. do you feel like that there was some challenges in in that? Is that yeah. where the problem was? Uh, well, the problems were possibly. I'm sorry, I'm gonna do something really <laughs> unfortunate on a podcast. <laughs> <coughs> Hello there. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, so, yes, that was a problem, um, and it was a problem because I think that there was a little bit of. Uh, I think that that um, Chris Columbus, the director, was a little bit at odds with the studio in the sense that I think Chris wanted to make a little bit of an edgier movie, and I think the studio wanted a little bit more of a family-friendly movie, and so 
it's hard to make that subject matter family friendly. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're talking about drug addiction and dying of AIDS and all, you yeah. know, and poverty and all. Yeah. So, um, so I think that that's where the tone of the movie got a little lost. You know, um, yeah. and yeah, it got a little muddy. Do, there. do you ever feel like uh, you were a little left out when he went on to make Harry Potter, and you're like, "Why am I not in this movie making billions <laughs> of residuals?" It would have been nice to have done something else with Chris Columbus, but I have to say that he was extremely supportive of me, and and actually, um, you know, um, um, naively so thought I was going to go on to become a movie star. So no, that's a, that's you know. fantastic. Well, you are in a yeah. terrific movie that we mentioned, SLC Punk. Yeah, fantastic yeah. film. I actually Great filmed movie. that way way before Rent. That was it. That was like, I mean, way before Rent the movie. Yeah, I filmed that. I think uh, that was James Marandino, the director. Actually, you know, for those of you who don't know, there is a sequel called SLC Punk Two. Yeah. Um, but anyway. We really? don't have to talk about that. Came one. out relatively recently. Yeah, right? it did. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was I think probably around 2000 or maybe even the mm -hmm. late 90s because I think uh, School of Rock was like early 2000s. So mm -hmm. yeah, and I did that first. That was my first movie. Yeah, wow. that movie really resonated with me because I was in Colorado and I was in the punk scene in high oh, school. Yeah. So I was like, I can't believe they made this type of punk experience yeah. into a film. Yeah, I see. I wasn't you know? into that whole scene, so I didn't know. If it was going to resonate with that that cult that part of the you know subculture, well, it Apparently was. It, it was like when I saw the the movie poster the first time. Yeah. I folded my arms and I like, fuck those guys. They don't know <laughs> yeah, what it's yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw it. Very punk like, rock. I was like, actually, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's like, a bunch of posers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was. That's a always poser the biggest insult yeah. from any punks that I've ever known. Like, yeah. you're a poser. You're a poser. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Metal too. You don't want to be a poser. Yeah. I was a pretty big metal poser. First, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You well, still are. I still am. You'll a wear bit. like a. You'll wear a Metallica T-shirt. I be only like, name have two one. songs. I only have one of those left. Uh, he, I have the Led uh, Zeppelin wear, one. Yeah. Okay. Name three Led Zeppelin. I songs. have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What, it was because, uh, you know, I would go to Hot Topic and I'd be like, hey, Hot Topic, uh, you got any uh, big fat guy clothes? And then they would go, uh, they'd go, yeah, we got this, you know, dro uh, Dropkick Murphys yeah. shirt. And yeah. I'd go, great. And then I'd wear it. And I didn't know very many people in L.A. when I, when I, when I yeah. first moved here. So I'd walk around wearing a Dropkick Murphys shirt. People would come up to me and be like, fuck yeah, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. totally. Yeah, and then yeah. before you know it, I have a new friend. You know, well, yeah. Matt was now, the first one to challenge me. So and now, was the first and one. Hot Topic, they sell Glickman shirts. They do. They have shirts with my face well, on them. Speaking right. of shirts that you don't know what the meaning is. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we were doing a uh, promotional appearance for the movie of Rent. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I forget what TV show we went on. It must have been like Good Morning America or something. And we went and did a, uh, a live performance. <clears throat> And I was wearing a T-shirt that I had no idea what it actually meant. I just thought it was kind of a cool T-shirt, and it said um, it was it, it was like an advertisement for, for a fake restaurant called Dirty Sanchez. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> and I, no. I didn't know what that meant. Oh my god! Um, and uh, and I went on TV and I wore this shirt, and, then, and <laughs> Anthony Rapp. And everyone just thinks you're cool as hell. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony was like laughing because he thought I knew what it meant, and that I was wearing it on purpose. And then afterwards, we had a conversation. You know, and he was like, "Do you know what what that is?" And I didn't, and of course, you know, I was oh yeah mortified. That's, yeah, that's I, I, that's I love in the that's video funny. game series Grand Theft Auto. I thought you were just there. about to say the Rent video game. <laughs> no. I was like, I've oh, not played it yet. I don't I'll, know. I'll play that. if it's good, but um. In the Grand Theft Auto video games, there's a dirt bike called the Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Matt, before we continue this show, i got to talk about something that is it, it, it's crucial to our show. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for this company, we wouldn't really have a show. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Zoom. Okay, Zoom recorders, the Zoom Corporation, they provide us with one of the damn coolest things on the market. What, what, are, we, what are we recording our show on? We're recording on? right now on a Zoom L8. Oh, this, it's so awesome. It's so cool. It's yeah. so beautiful. We can do anything with this thing. Now, Zoom uh, was established in Tokyo. It's based in Tokyo, and they have been equipping creators around the world, innovators in uh, audio equipment. These guys just don't stop. Whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run-and-gun filmmaker, they have a, the, the item for you, the recorder for you. Mm-hmm. It will fit in your bag, and it will fit in your budget. Uh, and we've gotten to record our show all over the damn world. Epcot Center, LA Convention Center, Ed Asner's house. Oh, my God. So cool. Yeah. So check out zoom-na.com. All right. Let's get back to the show. Um, I, I want to take a uh, – before we completely get off yes. of, uh, of rent, yeah. um, I, I do want to kind of walk around the, with you through the cast just a little bit. Sure, yeah. Um, because they're, they're so phenomenal, and you've known – so many of them, you know, for such a long, long time, time. twenty five years. Uh, what's uh, let's let's go from Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. What? How so? How so? It, he just has such a uh, a sarcastic, sardonic, wry sense of humor, um, <laughs> and he's very um, he's very um, courageous in the types of jokes that he'll make, and he's he's um, you know. He'll say things where you're like, "Oh my God, did you just say that?" And like, <laughs> and and and, I mean, if you saw, if you saw him host, uh, what what he just hosted something, and uh, he did this little quick thing with um, uh, the, that the the Asian comedian girl, I forget her name. She's got a big show now, and um, Aquafina. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I think it was her. And they were talking in the audience. He was like, "I'm a big fan of yours." And he was like, "Really? Um, name two movies I've been in." <laughs> and, she, and, and, and this is on live TV. Yeah. And she oh was like, God. "And he's like, that's okay. I'll wait." You know, <laughs> wow. like, like that, that kind of you know. Like, oh, that's and, great. Yes, wow. and he, so he just he makes me laugh. And and quite frankly, he belongs on a comedy. You know, he does all these dramas and he's great at it. But yeah. he really needs to be doing more comedy because he's just so damn funny. I love it. What he about follows uh, everybody on Twitter? Does he? Yes. Everybody. Yeah. He follows yeah. me on Twitter. He follows Twitter. like 2 million people. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> Wilson Germain Heredia? Heredia. Yes. Um, Wilson is a, a very talented, um, sort of somewhat scatterbrained, uh, <laughs> um, but very uh, sort of like one of those loving, spiritual kind of guys. Um, and uh, an incredible friend. Uh, he, you know, he was very um, green as I was uh, when he did Rent, and um, Jesse Martin kind of had to drag him around that stage. To, you know, really? he's yeah, he, he's very, um, he's sort of ADD ish. Yeah. So the, one of the main things I remember from our rehearsal um, uh, process was Michael Greif going Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, over here, Wilson, because Wilson would just be like, <laughs> oh kind of like, God. you know, sort of like the kid in the outfield, like you know, like <laughs> yeah. looking at looking at the daisies and not having any idea that the ball's coming right towards him. Oh you know? my God, I, dude, uh, it's so funny that you say that. Like I rem, I remember um, when we had a uh, Jai, uh, Jai Rodriguez, Jay, Jay yeah. Rodriguez on our show. He did the live show here at the yeah. at the Improv, and and he sang. Um, 
something. What did he say? He sang uh, a little bit of Seasons of Love mm-hmm. on stage, and he was very young when yeah. he was in the show. Like, yeah, I think yeah. He was like he was a teenager. Teenager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp, one of my best friends. Uh, we still do performances together. Anth- I saw that on your yeah. Instagram. You guys are doing yeah, yeah. We do things shows. all the time. Um, and uh, he's the person that I really, him and Jesse Martin are the two people that I attribute whatever success I had in that show was because of those two. Um, and nice. and sort of learning from them, watching them, the support from them, the advice from them. Because um, I had never, you know, done a production. I had never acted before. And they were just wow. so generous with me, and we just became really, really close. Je- Jesse, Anthony, and I shared a dressing room, which was not much bigger than this table. Oh, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we just, we bonded, uh, you know. And he's the kind of guy that, like, his temperament is the exact opposite of mine. Like, Anthony is always, like, extremely thoughtful and thinks about things and never lets things rattle him. And I've, I, I've rarely seen him get angry. I was the opposite of all of that. You know what I mean? Like, we were, we were Felix and Oscar in a lot of ways. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we just, we hit it off, you know. We still do. Uh, what about uh, Daphne Rubin-Vega? Daphne and I fell in love. You know, Daphne and I had a, you know, we just, we fell in love with each other. And um, and what you saw on stage in many ways was real, you know? Wow. Um, and, uh, Did you guys I, have, a, like, an actual it, ne- it was never, like, actually official. Like, we were never actually, because, like, it never timed out. Like, when I was single, she wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. And, you know, so, like... By the time I was single, she had met her now husband Tommy. So, it, like, it, 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 there, you know, there was, but there was a moment there where, you know, a brief amount of time where we were both single, single, and we were, you know, uh, we spent a lot of time with each other wow. on stage, obviously, and off. Um, but yeah, it, it it never quite, you know, lined up with each other. Um, Me and Winona Ryder, yeah, oh. <laughs> same, <laughs> same, so, so yeah. similar. Timing never Always seeing someone, and I'm never <laughs> ever <laughs> seeing anyone. One <laughs> 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 of these days. It'll time out. <laughs> It'll time out just right. It will. Um, but again, one of the funniest people I ever met, one of the greatest, biggest, most incredible actresses I've ever met, just adored her. I still wow. do. Um, now, doing that show, because it was your first time doing a Broadway show and yeah. then doing you know acting and all this kind of stuff, were you nervous? Like being on stage? You know, I being- never was. And, and interestingly enough, there was always something missing in my heart when I would play in a rock band all of those years and be like the front man of the rock band there was always something that didn't feel quite right you know and I could never quite put my finger on it and once I started doing musical theater from the second I walked out on that stage it felt so comfortable it felt so right and I I still can't quite put my finger on it I mean I think part of it was that I, I was never comfortable I mean I'm much more comfortable now but I was never comfortable being myself on a stage you know what I mean and the most awkward thing and a lot of singers and bands will tell you that like unless you're Bono like the most awkward thing is the in-between songs you know what I mean the sort of the yeah. patter of trying to keep an audience you know wrapped in what you're doing and I don't mean W-R-A-P-P yeah. but like yeah. wrapped yeah. in R-A-P yeah. you know trying to keep an audience's attention in between songs is the most difficult thing to do especially when you're sort of like a you know a, just a kid you know like who, who didn't have anything particularly interesting happen to them you don't have like a huge them. fan base yeah. built in already you're exactly just at some club and, and they're nothing, like just play a song and nothing yeah. interesting pr- yeah. happened to me in my life and I, you know I didn't grow up sort of struggling and I just didn't have anything to say you know yeah. so, yeah, for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want, we want 
more songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shut up yeah. and sing. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I was always like. Just forget it. Just play the songs, you know. <laughs> right. um, and so once I got to go on stage and be somebody else, it really felt much more comfortable. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so that makes so much yeah. sense. I always yeah. kind of felt like that was the thing with guys like Alice Cooper and, you know, that it's like, oh, you put on a persona. Yeah. And it makes it so much so easier. Much yeah, it's like a character know? they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And I always wanted a character, but never really had one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I have a rent question. Yeah, go ahead. Ask. So, uh, Stephen made me watch the Fox Live rent that they did. Yeah. Did you watch that? Do you have any thoughts on how that production Were was? You there? I was there. They had, they mm-hmm. assembled the original cast um, to uh, to do an appearance at the end of it. That seems and, unwise. Uh, to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was great. And what the best thing about it was the the fifteen of us getting back together. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. you know, because that's the one that was live, but not really live, because they had some broadcast problem. And the, well, no, what guy, happened he was broke his leg. Or the something? guy playing Roger broke his ankle during the first. You know, they rec- they did two two passes of it. Yeah, they did. And so um, in the in the event that something bad would happen and he broke his ankle at the very end of the show on the first yeah, pass right. and of course all I heard the next you know s- sort of two was like, days was you like jump in? hey you're gonna go and do it hey. you know, I was like okay yeah, oh, I heard that 50 times already um, wow. but uh, but yeah so so they ended up airing that version mm-hmm. or I forget what the dress. It, it was like a mix. Yeah. I remember they like some of it was live and yeah. some of it was the pre-recorded. Yeah. And but but I mean the fact is is that it really was live. It was yeah. all live. It's yeah. just you know it, it, I mean they had an audience. It was a live show. It's just you know you didn't see a, some of it actually happening that night. You just saw the live version yeah. that happened the night before. Here's so. what I'll say about that show because I watched it live <laughs> yeah. and I've watched yeah. every musical that a network has done yeah. since they started doing them. I watched The Wiz live. Yeah. I've seen I've seen them all. Yeah. Here's how I feel about it. What a weird <laughs> As brag. A, uh, yeah. Uh, I watch all the live musicals. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um it is a very the the way that they staged it yeah. is very badass because Doing it on a soundstage like that, yeah. building it out where you have like basically like a mini city, yeah. it's the same way that they did Jesus Christ Superstar when they did that with John Legend, yes. and uh, which was a, a fantastic move. It yes. was really cool. It looked really neat. Yeah. What I what I did learn from seeing it though is y- young people uh, when you're young. And when I was a kid and I saw Rent, yeah. I remember, or teenager, and saw Rent, and lived in New York and saw Rent, I remember that it it filled every bone in my body with, like, this is what I'm living. Yeah. This is what my life, even if it wasn't. Yeah. It felt like yeah. you were a part of it. Yeah. And then as an adult watching it, who does pay rent? <laughs> it is a very it, it's a it felt totally different. Yeah. Where I was like, why aren't these kids paying rent? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I who watched are it, these kids that don't pay rent. We, how how lucky cool. yeah. are they? We were Which on is, uh, Instagram yeah. Live when we watched it. And I was like, I kept saying, I was like, this show should be called Eviction. Just yeah. round up these losers and kick them out. Well, as with most <laughs> musical theater, there there is a, a a suspension of disbelief that yes. you have to accept when you even go into any show when you see musical yeah. theater. I yeah. think that has a lot to, to do with the acting though of the. performance. 
performance, like the performance. Maybe I don't want to comment. Yeah, I'm not. I'll tell you what my problem with it was. My my biggest problem, and just to mention the set, in just to just to go back for a second, I did think it was great. Also, what it was not great at was for the people in the room because you only got to see what was directly in front of you when they went and go did a did a scene in one of these other sort of sets. It was like on the other side, and you could and you couldn't see it. You know what I mean? So it would never work for a real live audience. It was great for the TV audience and for the TV audience at home, but it would never work in a real live situation because you could you couldn't see the whole show. You only saw the bits and pieces that were right in front. That's the same problem that they had with hairspray uh, when they did the the hairspray live with like Ariana Grande and all these amazing people. Is every single scene from the from the show was done basically on a different soundstage at Universal with an entirely different audience. So you can't move the entire audience to the next thing. You, you yeah. can't. Right. Um, but my biggest problem was that they had the cast interacting with the audience as if it was some sort of rock concert, and they had them like sort of like slapping hands with people and like really like interacting with the audience. And I wasn't down with that, like that, because then yeah. that really blurred that line between between actor and character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they'd be like, you know, the, the character of Mark was playing Mark and then all of a sudden the audience would go nuts and he'd go over and like slap hands with him and then it became Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was oh, like, yeah, no. it, it just, there was weird. a blurring of that line and I wasn't that's down not, with That's that. not a good move. Yeah, yeah because like I saw, I saw you and Anthony in... Uh, in Rent yeah. on Broadway when I was working on Shrek, yeah. I went to go watch uh, the show and halfway through the first act, there's something emotional that happens and I was a mess. <laughs> I was a, and I'm not just saying that, I could not deal with it yeah. it was like it was uh, the like a lot of them emo- i was had a lot of emotional shit going on watching you guys do that show <laughs> yeah. and it was a show it wasn't a rock concert it right. wasn't like the right. best hits of right, or whatever right. no, i didn't feel like i was in the show with you i was sitting in an audience watching you guys do this very uh personal thing yeah and it was phenomenal yeah um and i feel like you know um, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those uh magical uh you know things that like, it's great. It's great that you uh were a part of something you know so yes. you know so and that you are a part of something yeah so incredible and, and again I I'm I'm. I will always be connected to that show. I've I've done nine Broadway musicals since then, and that's yeah, still I mean, the my, one yeah. that I you know. What yeah. other Broadway musicals did you do? have you done? Uh, I, I know in, you do Aida. Aida Cabaret, Chicago, uh, Something Rotten, um, wow. Pretty Woman, um, Pretty Woman, uh, Disaster. Yes. When did they do Pretty Woman on Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it ran for a year, uh, and it was like last year. Were you the Richard Gere part? I was, but I I wasn't the the, the I I came in and and did it as sort of like a cameo appearance. Okay. When the guy playing it um, uh, had to go on vacation, they had come to me a long time ago. <laughs> he had to go on vacation. I'm sorry, no, he didn't have to. <laughs> he was I think, forced to go. On vacation. No, I think he came out and did like pilot season or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, but they had actually he asked. A, he pulled a pivot. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. asked me um, a, a long time ago if I wanted to play that part, and I was doing something rotten on the national tour, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just I, I couldn't leave the tour to go do that. So. Now I have a wow. question about Broadway just in general because you were nominated for a Tony for for Rent. Uh, for Rent. Yeah. Who won that year? Do you remember? Uh, for that for that yeah, category, yeah. Nathan Lane. 
Okay. For the producers? No, for uh, something happened on the way to the forum. Oh, okay, so that, that brings okay. up something. So right. I know with the Tonys, they have this thing where they're like, you can only win the first year the show comes out. And then if your Correct. show runs for like three years, you're not eligible anymore. Correct. But the show like that, something ha- funny happened on the way to the forum. Yes. Came out in like the 50s. Right. And then it goes away, and then they bring it back, and all of a sudden you oh, can win again. Right. That is a very good point, well, Mr. Walker. Well, because the show itself is it cannot be nominated for Best Musical. can only be nominated for Best Revival. Mm-hmm. But the actors who are performing in that revival can compete in the Best Actors category. That's mm-hmm. bullshit! <laughs> well, I'm going to write a letter! <laughs> um, no, I you know. know. That's the yeah. way it's always been. I know, I know. Yeah. I get it, yeah. I get it. Yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, so that's I mean, the way an- that the Annie Awards, the Animation Awards, does Best Actor or Actress in a Film. That's like one of their categories. So really? it's like one award yeah. goes to either a man or woman for any voice work that's that bizarre. could have been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that's, just. I mean, I, I get men and women competing in many things together, but sure, they should have their own categories their own in categories. acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. probably. Well, yeah. when they're limited, when you you figured like the roles are probably dominated by men in terms of just volume. Yeah, they hire way more men than they do women. It's yeah. not really. You know the you know the thing that that curved it. The I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but mm-hmm. what I've heard the reason that that went that way was because Brad Bird. Um, played a, a woman in um Incredibles. In the Incredibles. Yeah, so it's like if you they didn't know you, which category to put him in, and then where like, is let's that just make it go? General. <laughs> also, also, yeah. it's like in in yeah with, with with I mean, look at I mean, you go the other way. You look at look or look like, at the Simpsons. Yeah, like right. you can't Yardley not, Smith. Yeah, or not Yardley Smith. Um, oh no, uh, uh, what's her name? The, the one who plays Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, you can't you can't you know if it's best. Actor, it's like, yeah. How does that fit? How in? does that fit in? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like yeah, anybody on Bob's Burgers, it's they're all like <laughs> serious, <laughs> serious. It's all opposites. Like, so, I mean, lots of the, yeah. lots of that's yeah. always a thing. Um, where are you performing next? And do you, or do you live in L.A.? Most I do. Of the time? I live. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> We're it's actually very close to where we are right now. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been out here since '07. Uh, my kids have grown up out here. I have a son going to college next year. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't have any performances coming up in the near future. I'm actually teaching a, um, a class at UCLA mm-hmm. in uh, lyric and music, uh, le- text and lyric interpretation. Oh, my God. So I'm te- yeah. So I'm teaching a class there uh, this semester, which is awesome. Uh, I'm going to be doing some directing. I have some directing projects that I'm working on. And, uh, you know, pilot season is coming up, so I'll be, uh, you know, hitting that ground running. Um, Although, you know, I can't, I cannot audition in the room for television. (laughs) I have a a mental problem (laughs) where, like, I get into the room and I just, I I can't do anything other than panic. Really? Yeah, so I have to, I have to put myself on tape at home. So are there any shrinks out there listening right now? Oh, believe me, I go to one. It doesn't help. (laughs) Three antidepressants and a shrink does not help. Really? Isn't that fucking the beta blockers aren't doing it? I can no. I can I can audition for musical theater, fine. And Mm -hmm. I can audition Mm -hmm. for a callback on Mm -hmm. TV. I just can't go in in that first audition. That initial one. Yeah, I I panic too badly. So I I would rather have less of a chance with a good (laughs) tape than no chance being in the room. You know. You know, I auditioned one time. uh, I'll make this very quick, but I auditioned one time for Fiddler on the Roof uh, on on Broadway, and it was uh, about. 15 
fat guys. We're all sitting around in <laughs> yeah. the room together. And you know how they do this thing sometimes. Guys will try to pair up yes. and, and be like, oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. If, yeah. Even if they don't know you, yeah, they'll yeah, do it. Oh, sure. good to see you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I heard you killed that audition the other yeah, day. Yeah. They'll just do it just to make everyone else feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was sitting in this room and this dude across from me goes, hey, man, what's up, dude? How you been? And I go, Fine, and he goes, "Long time, man. I haven't seen you in quite a while, man." Hey, I heard you uh, killed that uh, that audition the other day. And I go, "I go, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, no, I mean, you know, I, you know, that's that's the word on the street about you, you know." Um, you didn't. Where did I see you? La-? And I go, "Look, I know what you're trying to do, <laughs> and you're not going to do this to me." Yeah. And he goes, "What am I trying to do?" I go, "You're trying to like team up with me so yeah. that everyone else, all these other guys that we're all sitting next to, yeah. and I did this loud. Uh-huh. I go, "All these other guys in this room are going to feel like they're less than, yeah. okay? Like they're not even supposed to be here. Like <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't have even showed up because they're they don't they don't they're not part of the inner circle of Broadway actors." Well, yeah. guess what, buddy? Like that's just not how I fucking roll, okay? <laughs> like we're all we all have just as much of a that's chance right. to get cast today. So go sit and, back and down. Go, you know, I, I don't even know you. And the guy goes, no, your name's Steven. I'm Greg. You were at my house for New Year's. You're Sarah's boyfriend. And I go, dick. Greg. <laughs> hey, man. How are you? And scene. Yeah, scene. Yeah. 100% true. 100%. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not good at uh those 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 are rough. Yeah. Auditions are, are Well, tricky. you know, you t- you mentioned uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. So I went in for uh the role of Judas. And uh so it was just me and Brandon Victor D- Victor Dixon who I know. He's really he's a sweetheart. Um and so but he went in before me. And I'm sitting there and this is nothing against him. He's totally brilliant. But I'm I can hear his audition through the door and I'm like yeah, he sounds, he sounds a little flat on that note. I, and I'm thinking to myself, he'll never get this. He'll never get this. You know what I mean? And lo and behold, they, yeah. they cast him. Wow. And he was awesome. He was. I have to say he was much better on the show than he was <laughs> in the audition. But clearly he was good enough in the audition to get the part. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know. Um, so you, is, you, there, you know. is there a part in, in some, is there a, a part in musical theater or in something else that you've always wanted to play that you haven't gotten to do yet? Well, as I've done more musical theater over the years, I've become much more... Uh, interested in doing much more musical theatery type roles, you know what I mean? Like, because for a number of years I was known as like the Broadway rock guy, yeah. And I really wanted to break out of that, so um, I just did the Music Man mm-hmm. in uh, what? Yeah, which was awesome. I Were had you Harold Hill. Time. Yes, of oh course. Oh my god, yes, of course. Absolutely. Come on, I loved it. I had the best time. Only, um, only shows that have numbers in the titles of songs. <laughs> Seventy six trombones. Oh, that's I right. Love Seventy six trombones. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but I would love to play Jean Valjean in uh, Les Mis. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I would love to play the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, why has yeah, that not yeah. happened? You know what? I auditioned 10 times for that show. I finally got in front of uh, Cameron McIntosh and um, and uh, Hal Prince. And I just think that they thought I still had a little bit too much edge to my voice. Like, they really want an opera-sounding guy in that part. And so, wow. although interestingly enough, um, Paul Stanley from Kiss played that role <laughs> in some production like up in Canada. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I just don't think that they quite saw me as as opera yeah, enough. You I, know? I can only get so close, you know yeah. what I mean, in terms of like that style of singing. Yeah. And I can get pretty close, yeah. but not for them in that part. 
Well, yeah. I think you're uh, a phen- I think you're phenomenal in everything you do. Oh, thank you. I think, and uh, and thank you for coming to my defense on Instagram. Absolutely, uh, I was I was appalled by that story. <laughs> maybe I have to tell at you. some point, uh, I, I mean, I mean, uh, the people who listen, you guys, just go check out uh, at Stephen Glickman, S T E P H E N Glickman on Instagram. You'll see the uh, the story. It's a picture. You know what? Of if you have me, a... if you have me on your live uh, podcast, you and I could sing what you own. We'll do. What Get out want. of here! Yes, of course. No, yes. are you serious? Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the greatest thing that's ever. <laughs> Would you really come do the live show? Of course. Oh, of my course. God. Let's yes. book the yes, hell out of that. Absolutely. I'll I'm sing so... Memory from Cats. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yes, We're not yes. here for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure and invite that guy. <laughs> I love it. Where can people find you, uh, Adam? Where can people um, find you? I'm at 8525. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, come to UCLA and you can watch me teach a class. Oh, I will. Um, yeah, I will. <laughs> right now, that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm trying to say, I got, I got another semester. With my older son before he leaves for college, and yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to be around. You I know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, this is all I got. Left. No, I mean on social media. Where, where can people, people find you? Oh, on social? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, that's really where I do most of my lurking is, is <laughs> and, and, and stalking is on you're Instagram. You're not a TikToker. I'm not a TikToker, and I'm not really. I, I do a little Facebook. I got off yeah. of there a number of years ago because I got myself into some trouble. I'll just tell you a quick story, really please, quick, before please. before we leave. Um, so, uh, right around the time when they were doing. Um, uh, Spider-Man. They were doing Spider-Man on Broadway. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you'll remember yeah. that uh, that a lot of people... It was get, a disaster. It was a disaster. Spider-Man, turn get, off the dark. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of... <laughs> um, and uh, so a lot of people um, were getting hurt during yeah. the uh, during the you know the rehearsal process. A lot of the, you know, were getting really hurt. Yeah, like you know, breaking bones and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so um, Julie Taymor was the director of that show. And I was on tour with Anthony Rapp. We were doing a tour in Japan. We were doing like our own show and, you know, doing a tour of Japan. And I had a little too much to drink and I was sitting in my hotel room and I was on Facebook and like the the, the dude who got hurt like the worst you know uh, had just gotten hurt and I went on Facebook and I said very tongue in cheek but I said um, Julie Taymor should be arrested for assault Uh (laughs) you know as the director (laughs) and so um I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. uh, many people didn't think it was funny. Um, and the Associated Press and CNN picked it up. Okay. And so the next morning oh, I'm at breakfast no. in the hotel in Japan and on the ticker going across on <laughs> CNN on the bottom was uh, Broadway star Adam Pascal says Julie Taymor should be arre- arrested for assault. Uh, I can't speak. Oh. Should be arrested for assault. And I was like, ah, that was a joke. You know, you're, you're taking oh, it out of context. No. It's, it's hard. Yeah. So uh, so that took me out of the running of, of you know, taking over for. Uh, you know, Scar, the Lion King. Yeah. So certainly. So, oh, you know. man. I bet though, if she sends you a death threat, it's going to be the most beautiful looking. It certainly will. And, it, and it would be on a, a, yes, and it would be on some sort of puppet yeah. postcard that you would open it up. A and lot it would of move twi- by itself. Twigs, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you on the social uh, media? On all social media at Mike Black Attack, and that's it. That's all you have to do. Oh, just yeah. a Mike Black attack everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. You should check it, uh, especially uh, the. If you uh, like toys. If you like toys, yeah. he's got a lot of toys. Yes. Yeah. He's, that there he are does. pictures of them everywhere. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toys and working out and working out. Well, yeah, yeah. a lot of working out. Fighting now. crime <laughs> recently. <laughs> recently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like enough already. Yeah. It's enough already. <laughs> All right. Matt Walker, where can people find you? Uh, links to everything at funnymat.com. Or if you want to tell me that Cats is the best movie you've ever seen, you can do that at mattwalkersucks.com. <laughs> yeah. And then you should throw your computer in the ocean yes. because <laughs> no one be- will believe you. Yeah. Um, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S T P H E N Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube and TikTok. 
I am the resident. What 40- is TikTok? I'm it, sorry to well, interrupt well, you. It's a new. It's Look, the new it's social thing. Stup- it's like what Vine used to be. App. It's what all the kinder like. It, it's from China, yeah, and yeah. it's got like two billion users. Isn't everything from China? I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a very popular app with the young people. Okay. The yeah. young people. A- ask your son. I yes, will. He'll tell I will. You. Yeah, he yeah. probably. I have a sixteen-year-old also. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yep. he's yeah. on it. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, d- don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast and share it with your friends. Uh, uh, this is an extraordinary, wonderful thing Thank that, you, you, that you came to I'm do. Glad this. We connected. You're Thank one you. of my heroes in so the nice musical theater world, Thank you very and much. it's an honor to get to sit with you. Likewise. Thank you. Yeah. Oh.